All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan all the way from Washington, D.C., Chris Craddock. Chris, thanks so much for taking the time. It's an absolute honor to have you on the show. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hanging with you. This is, this is great. Thanks for, thanks for thinking of me. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's an honor. And I love hanging out live. And again, we were talking just before we went and it's like, it's so wonderful this technology is out there so that we can literally have these conversations face to face, even though we're thousands of miles away. So let's just dive into the series of questions, Chris, get everybody to know you deeper as a man, as a professional. Uh, so let's just start with the first one, which is telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So my uh my adult life and, and you know i graduated college in 2000 and uh went on staff with an organization called young life uh changed my life when i was younger and it just it was awesome and i loved it it was great uh 2003 my wife got pregnant and she was gonna stay home and i was making twenty thousand dollars a year on staff with young life which if you live in the dc area you know um you can't live on twenty thousand dollars right. a year. That's tough. And, uh, That's but, tough. But but I did it because I loved it. It was awesome. And so at the time, my mom's side of the family was very white collar bankers, and they all owned a number of real estate, uh, you know, apartment buildings, did, did just houses, all the other stuff. My dad's side of the family, you know, my grandfather was he, he was not college educated. I don't even think he had a high school degree. He was a road worker, made like three dollars and twenty five cents an hour. Wow. But the crazy thing is. He cobbled together money and bought properties in North Arlington, which if you know this area, it's, it has become a very, very expensive place to live. And so when he died, he died a wealthy man. And so regardless of, of where you come from, um, knowing that, that real estate is really the key to, to wealth, um, I just went to the library and checked out every book they have on real estate investing. Huh. And um, they had 21 books, started with uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I think everybody's read. And if oh, yes. you haven't, you need to read it. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, then all just whatever other book they had, cause it was before Google was the fount of all information. Right. Right. And, uh, um, and so I just read some books about distressed properties. I started knocking on doors and then four months I made about 12 times what I made in a year and, uh, wow. you know, doing ministry stuff, but I love ministry. So I kept doing that and, you know, we ended up, uh, we have six kids and oh, if, uh, wow. Uh, you know, anything? Yeah, we, we, we should have gotten a TV sooner, right? You no, know, but <laughs> I love that. Family's everything, Chris. No, that's huge. That's great. Yeah, but uh, yeah, once we figured out what caused it, we could stop it. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, then, uh, you know, if you know anything about kids, you know, you it's like putting on your money in a bathtub and somebody pulls the plug and it's, it's gone. And so uh, well said, well said. <laughs> so I uh, started flipping houses again in, um, in 2011, I believe. Mm. And at that point, you know, I'd, I'd gone back to school. I'd gotten a doctorate in leadership and wow. uh, ended up uh, reading Gary Keller's uh, Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it was December of 2014 is when we really launched our team because um, wow. it just made sense to, to build a team. And then, um, you know, in the last five years, last year, um, you know, was, was the five-year mark and we broke the 100 million mark. We did uh, just under 120 million last year. That is absolutely incredible. And, and Chris, going through your, your story of obviously what kind of got you to, to where you are to today, I want to dive a little bit deeper onto your initial thought process of getting into real estate. And obviously, you know, with the background as, as you, you thought about and went through, but what was it? What was your initial thought to say, 
yes, I want to go into real estate and then kind of take us through that process to where you are to today. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, looking at um, just, just, you know, success leaves clues. And when I looked at the wealthier people that I knew, um, there were some that were very, very much um, into other, you know, other forms of um, wealth building. But what I saw was across the board, you know, rich, poor, educated, not educated, um, people could get into real estate and really do amazing things. And it was passive. There were tax benefits to it. Um, other people would make, make the money for you. You know, you can buy your house and let somebody else pay it off for you. Right. And so it just, it just seemed to pass all of the tests, you know, for as far as passive income goes, that d just made sense. And also the idea that I was in ministry and um, as I started buying rental properties, um, you know, the idea that those would be paid off and I would have a, a six figure income at the time, that was my goal was to have a six figure income. Sure. Um, it come, came in, you know, and worked when I wasn't working, no more trading time for dollars by the time I, I was ready to retire. Uh, my goals have shifted since then, but I just saw an easy, clear path to a, a six figure income in retirement. Cause I don't know that social security is going to going to really do it for us. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that everybody who's watching or listening is literally nodding their head saying, yeah, I, I don't think it is either. You know, it's just, it's crazy though, Chris. And, and, and what you had said there is speaking to so many people who are watching and listening to this and any other entrepreneurial spirits, they really understand there's a lot of hard work and effort, but there's great reward, not just on a financial standpoint, but supporting your family, supporting your communities, making a difference, which is everything you're doing and more. Um, now, when it comes down to the investor side, I do want to touch on that just a little bit too, because I know that your your world is is deep into that side as well. So, can you talk about that to the audience and anything that's happening in your life with you know the investor standpoint? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, part of the reason why we've grown as much as we've grown, and I get really excited talking about this because it just made a lot of sense. So, I uh, um, I got into this um, program where people were you know, essentially uh, with cash buyer or, you know, cash offering cash buyer services to, to distressed sellers. And as we, um, as we went through it, um, we were, we were just closing so many retail deals from it. And as I got to know more and more investors, though, I, I realized that they were fixing flippers or wholesalers that they were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars every month, some millions of dollars every month when you look in our area and they, the deals that they couldn't flip or couldn't wholesale, they were just throwing away because it wasn't worth their time. A lot of them had tried different options and mm. couldn't do it. And, uh, and they, they, they hired, you know, real estate agents. They tried to do their own brokerage. They tried to do all these different things, but they couldn't do it. And partial part of the reason why was because, um, a lot of these people, the people that call investors are different than the people that are looking for a real estate agent to come and open up and do a listing presentation um, because they know they're selling to an investor for some reason. There's a reason they want to sell to an investor. And if you can understand that reason and essentially give them what they want, then you can make a fortune. You know, you, you the people right. that make the most money are the people that can solve ever, other people's problems. Well said. Well, so, and, and in every form or facet. And, and when you, what you're saying to me is at the end of the day, we all have a current situation, a desired situation, and there's a gap and that true professional can really, you know, close that gap and bring that individual team uh, person to that, the desired situation. I think that that's huge uh, when you're talking about leveraging time and, and, and really having a larger impact. And, and Chris, you, you wouldn't have hit the numbers and grown and had the scale that you do so far and will continue to in the real estate world and impacting that 
if you didn't already understand that and really implement it. So you're truly a professional of the highest standards. And, and again, in my opinion, when it comes down to it, it's just walking the talk, really living that life. Um, and, and again, why I'm honored uh, as why so many others are happy to see you on the show too. So I, I want to shift gears and dive a little deeper into you as, as a person and, and kind of what the why is. So the next question is, what is your why, Chris? And, and I always lead into it with really what gets you out of bed every morning and excited to do what you do to the level that you do it at. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, there, you know, when I, when I think about the people that are most successful, um, and, and the people that I, um, I want in my world, um, and, and this is what we use for hiring. It's, it's people that are happy, hungry, humble, and smart. And so wow. the hungry piece, you know, always ends up going back to that. Why, um, mm. why are you doing, otherwise you can't be hungry. Um, and, you know, in order to get up and, and keep going, because everybody, I mean, it's anybody can start, but, but who are the ones that can finish? Right. And so, um, so the, the big why, as I look at it, um, you know, I, I write down my goals every morning and I say, what, what is the reason I want to do this? One, hmm. um, you know, there, there's a piece that I just love about excellence. Um, hmm. Two, I've trained my mind, um, you know, because I think mindset is, is the key to, to winning. And I think there's a system. Everybody thinks mindset is this white knuckling. Um, but, but there's a system to getting the right mindset that will help you run hard. And three is, uh, is, is what are the goals? And so the goals that I, I write down, one, um, you know, it's, it's God, family, business. So, wow. uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian guy, you know, and I, I feel like um, I've been created for a reason. And if, to whom much is given, much is demanded. If you have the ability to, to do good and to create wealth and to, to do big things, you have the responsibility to do those things. Hmm. Um, and so um, I, I do think that I've been given gifts that I, I, I feel like I'd be irresponsible not to use. Um, hmm. The second thing is, I, you know, I want to provide a legacy for my family. And, and part of the legacy, it's not, it's not necessarily wealth. Wealth is, is the byproduct of excellence, right? Well you, said amazing things in your business, wealth will come. It's, it's like the heat from a fire comes because of the fire, right? You can't have heat without the fire. So sure. the excellence and a good business and a good structure um, produces you know, the byproduct, which is the heat. Um, and so as, as we do that, we, we train our family, we train our kids, we, we teach them the rich dad, poor dad model. You, know, you teach them what excellence is. And, uh, and so that, that's really huge. And so, and, and then the last thing is, um, you know, I, you know, it's, it's funny, my wife, um, who doesn't care about money at all, um, came down downstairs, a, uh, I guess it was like a year and a half ago, two years ago, and she was mm -hmm. crying. And she's like, Chris, I just, you know, good, good crying. And, you know, yeah. she's like, Chris, I need your business to make more money. I need you to make more money. I was like, who is this woman? This is not my wife. You Wait know? A here. <laughs> and, uh, and the crazy thing is she was reading about this, uh, this young life camp, this, this wealthy business guy that, that, um, you know, donated a young life camp. And, uh, um, you know, uh, we, we heard another guy who had donated a young life camp speak one time. And he just said, he's like, when I sold my business for, you know, an ungodly amount of money, I did three things. I bought a jet, I bought a yacht and I bought this young life camp. And he's like, the jet's somewhere, you know, in the scrapyard somewhere, the yacht's probably at the bottom of the ocean. And this young life camp has touched the lives of, of hundreds of thousands of teenagers wow. over the years. And he's like, if I had to do over again, I'd buy three young life camps. And I was like, that's, that's powerful. That's, that's, that's incredible. So anyway, I don't know if that was, you know, more than what you're looking for or about what we're talking about, but yeah. No, Chris, that was beautiful. And, and again, the, the, the point is that the, for those questions is I, I really think it's important for everybody to really understand those deep whys and, and what really motivates the best of the best to do what they do. And, 
the, the continual message over doing this for, for years, uh, you know, with so many different professionals all over the world is it, it's above ourselves. It, our, our whys are something much greater than who we are. And we're touching so many other people's lives. And that ripple effect is just never ending. It's infinite. And um, I, I think that there's other industries that you can make a lot of money in. And if it's just about the money, there's probably easier ones to make it in. Uh, you know, when it comes down to it, I, I think that it has to be more there and to really drive above that because you can always make more, you can always have more investments, but um, it's not really fulfilling at the end of the day. And, and so again, to make the greatest levels of successes, there needs to be professionals like you to really set that standard, to really show, paint that picture. And, and again, I just, I love to to see that and hear that. And so does everybody else there. Really setting that bar up there, Chris, which, which is a fantastic thing for sure. I mean, making the industry great. Um, all over again. Uh, but when it comes down to the portions of education and, uh, you know, the next question, which is actually a crowd pleaser throughout this entire series, because everybody wants to learn and grow from the Titans and really, I guess, understand things that you've done to grow and scale your business. So if you could look back at your business thus far, Chris, and pick or choose one or two things, a few things that you added to your business that you saw a jump, that you saw growth, um, something that really expanded. What's that look like for you? Oh man, I'd say there's, I actually teach a class called Mindset to a Million and, uh, okay. um, and there's a handful of things that I, I talk about in that. Um, the first is mindset and knowing that mindset is a system that can be trained because okay. um, that's just a huge, huge piece. Um, Love it. The second piece is um, he who walks with the wise grows wise. You know, I'm a Christian guy. The Bible mm. says that, you know, he sure. who walks with the wise grows wise. And as I look at the history of my adult life, um, what I have seen is, um, yeah, it's just, it's just unbelievable um, where I've leveled up. It always coincides with new relationships that I've, I've found. Okay. And so, you know, when, when we become friends with other people that are thinking bigger than we're thinking, and I've almost got like a quasi board of directors in my life. You know, Love people it. That are, are, you know, I've got guys that are, are great dads and great husbands and great business thinkers and great spiritually, like, I mean, just different people that maybe I don't necessarily love other parts of their, their life. Sure. Uh, you know, but we get to choose our profits in our life, right? We get to choose the people we listen to. And so he walks with the wise, grows wise. And wow. I, as I look at these leveling up jumps, it always coincides with new relationships. And, and you know, I've, I've worked hard to seek those out. And actually on stuff like, like podcasts like these, where you listen to somebody and you say, man, I really love what they have to say, you know, yeah. reaching out to them and, and just working to get into their, into their life and in, onto their calendar. And the crazy thing is, um, it's like the, the dead sea is the dead sea because, you know, stuff comes in and then doesn't go out. And so usually the people um, that are the best in the world tend to bring stuff in. They're always learning, but then they're also giving as well. Uh, and so, so yeah, those, those people that are really good tend to be very generous with, with what they, what they have. And so, um, so mindset, um, walking with the wise, here's an, one of the other big, big, big pieces of, of that is, is yeah. the morning routine. I'm, I'm by nature a night person. Like I, I literally wake up now when in college I would have gone to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> a complete shift. Wow. That's Absolutely. huge. Yeah. But I, I know somebody will find some person somewhere that's an outlier that says, no, this person wakes up late and is successful. But the reality is success leaves clues. And I'm a huge reader. Well, I listen, I'm an audible guy. So I love that. I, 
love, love to just ingest as much uh, information as I can. And as I follow these people, success leaves clues, almost every wildly successful person wakes up early, gets the stuff done, their important things done, because it's not about doing more, it's about doing more of what matters, and yep. get those things done in the morning, and so that the rest of the day could, could be whatever it is, but as long as you've succeeded before noon, your whole day has been won. And yeah. so um, that honestly was probably one of the biggest pieces. And then the last piece, honestly, was with our business, uh, and it goes back to, to leveling up and relationships, mm -hmm. you know, getting into business uh, with, with other people, like a lot of these, um, these retail leads has, ha have changed, you know, so much of our business from, from the investors that are just, they're paying for the leads already. So being able to have more at bats um, on these and be able to just close leads for them, help them almost zero base their marketing and then help our business really, really grow has, you know, has been life-changing for us. It's, it's been insanely good. Hmm. And Chris, I mean, there, there was a, a huge hill of gold nuggets that you just gave to everybody there. I mean, going from, you know, the standpoint of mindset and surrounding yourself with great people and really learning and being hungry that way to, to really, um, you know, looking at the, the thought leaders that are around you in their own perspectives and picking and choosing and selecting the, the pieces of everyone that make you the best version of yourself. And, and really just paying attention to all those details and putting it together. I mean, that, that's a perfect example of, you know, what all of us should be doing on a regular basis. And, and looking at it from the, the morning routine, there's so many real estate professionals that are night owls, as they say, um, and they're not necessarily morning people. And I get that. I understand it. But at the same time, you are right. Success does leave clues. You look at some of the most incredible business professionals, CEOs, uh, you know, just absolute true, true professionals in all their fields. And they tend to have that early morning mentality. And it's, uh, th there's a lot of consistency with that. There's a lot of consistency with constantly learning, um, exercise, and those sorts of things. I mean, all those really kind of set you up to become the best version of yourself. Because if you are if you're slowing yourself down, if you have negative thought processes and surrounded by negative people, how are you going to become the best version? And you're not going to be able to help as many people. So it's not just for ourselves. It's to be able to help more and help others. Um, but you got to start with you. I mean, it really does. So, I mean, you listed so many amazing things in there. So everybody pause it, rewind it, reach out to Chris. I'll have all, a bunch of links so you can contact down below. So hopefully I'm not blowing up your, uh, your DM there, Chris. But uh, yeah, it's just there's so much knowledge there. It's not even funny. So it's just huge, huge takeaways already off the bat. And we're just getting started, everybody. So, uh, but when we come down to this particular question, I do want to shift gears and this changes the tone a little bit for the series and the actual uh, interview itself, but it's a challenge question. And Chris, at the end of the day, I always lead into it with, we all have challenges and struggles, whether they're personal or professional in our lives, whether it's in the past, dealing with them now or into the future. And no one is exempt. But at the end of the day, I'm a firm believer of not so much what happens, but what we can learn and how we respond and what we can share and grow from and not downplaying pain, sorrow, hardship, personally or professionally. But um, I think that that message is very, very important. So if you're comfortable sharing a challenge that you dealt with personally, professionally, that you overcame, Chris, you came stronger because of it. What's that look like for you? Oh man. I mean, I've had, you know, so many different, different pieces um, but I, I would say one of the biggest ones was, um, uh, you know, uh, 
Jim Collins has his book, uh, How the Mighty Fall, which is, um, you know, good to great and then How the Mighty Fall. And in it, he talks about a number of, of pieces, but one is uh, the hubris born of success. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but when you have, when you start having success and then you think you can, can do anything after that. And so um, I would say one of the pieces that I saw was, you know, as I was growing our team, mm -hmm. we brought on some people, some really good people that, that really were, were doing great. And then we got to a place where um, we, we just believed that we could, anybody that wanted to be a part of the team, we could help them win. And, uh -huh. uh, um, and then what you realize is, is that there's, there's some factors about winners where, where they just, they just have this internal desire to win because you just can't teach hustle, right? You just right. can't. That's something deep inside. And so we had to, um, we spent so much time. It was, it was crazy because we almost doubled our agent count hmm. and we did maybe 10% more deals with double the agent count. And uh, after a while, we lost, you know, almost, almost all of the agents that were not producing you know, kind of left through one reason or another, you know, some of them were asked to leave, some of them left, you know, because they weren't making money, all the other stuff. And the crazy thing is that next year, we actually like we doubled the amount of volume in the business we did, because all of a sudden we weren't doing more, we, we were doing more of what matters. And wow. so we were focusing on what was, um, what was important. And so that was, I, I, honestly, that was probably one of the big keys there is just for us, you know, that hubris born of success, you start thinking that you can make anybody successful. And we boiled it down to the people that we know can win in this business as wow. people that are happy, hungry, humble, and smart. You know, if they're not happy, they're not, they, if they weren't happy before, you're not going to make them happy. You know, it's just, it's just the case. You're happy so true. Happy. You know, yeah. hungry. You know, people, if, if they're not hungry, if, you know, if, if you don't rip open their chest and see the heart of a lion inside of them, hmm. they're not going to want to fight hard. When somebody says no, they're going to say, oh, sorry, you know, too bad. Right. <laughs> right. We should could have worked out, but that's not who wins. Persistence breaks resistance, right? You yeah, got to push through that. and win. And, uh, you know, and, and if they've got a fire there in the right system, you can throw gasoline on it and pff, it's, it's huge. Hmm. If there's no fire inside, you throw gasoline, you just got a wet spot, right? So it doesn't <laughs> work. <laughs> and, uh, so happy, hungry, humble. And this is one of those things that's tough because you've got to be confident in this business. Sure. But humility, I mean, literally to be able to put yourself at the feet of people. I mean, every week I would call somebody and just somebody that was better than me in, mm. in one area or another. And I'm just like, I just start asking them questions, seeing how I can learn from them. Um, sure. Allowing people to speak into my, that's a huge one. Can people speak into your life and you listen mm. to them or do you get so upset when somebody critiques you or, or, or says something thinking that, you know, they're just, anyway, so you got to yeah. be, there's humility is important. And then smart is, mm. is EQ. Like, how do you, how do you relate with people? Do you not just, not just intellectually, but sure. also emotionally, do you inter interact with people well? So um, that was one of the huge things is learning mm. that has, has absolutely changed our business because, you know, horses want to run with horses. Horses don't want to run with donkeys. And right. so if you're, yeah, sure. <laughs> you're surrounding yourself with people that don't don't have this deep desire to win. You know, winners want to hang with winners. You know, right. and, and so that's that's the big cool thing. And 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 I think that when people hear this, the winners out there, their their heart is inspired. They come mm -hmm. alive. They say, yes, "Yes, I want to run with winners. This is who I want to be." And the people that are are maybe not not winning right now, people that are not, you know, they don't care about winning so much. They're probably saying. 
oh, who is this guy? He's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he say that? Why would he make me feel this way? I, I mean, and to, and to all those people that maybe feel that way, um, you know, it's, it's not intended in a negative tendency. It's, it comes down to speaking the truth. And Chris, you are. I mean, uh, success breeds success. Light attracts light. You really do want to help. You want to help as many people as you can. But there's certain people that if you're trying to help a negative mindset or somebody who's just really not getting it, and that's encompassing your entire world, eventually that's going to start to rub off on you too. And, and again, that's going to hinder not just the rest of your team, but the rest of your family and your clients. So you can only help so much. And I agree with that. But the people that you're helping, they have to want to be helped. And, yeah. and it's like the horse to water sort of thing, right? Greg, can I share with you one of my favorite stories? Do it. I, so, um, so I guess it was a, at the beginning of last year when, when we grew like crazy, we went from 80 million to 120 million. So, mm. so it was a massive jump. Yeah. But one of the things I decided was I no longer am going to treat my calendar equally. Um, mm. I'm going to say some things are more important than others, you right. know, and, and your calendar is no longer equal. I'm also not going to treat, I'm going to treat everybody um, fairly, but um, I'm not going to treat everybody the same. Right. So, so I, uh, I only started meeting with the, the people that were the top quartile in our business. And, uh, um, and you know, we have our rules in our business. You've got to five days a week, you've got to talk to 20 people. You got to prospect with 20 people every day. Right. You've got to do your education because it's activity and skill is what wins. Hmm. Right. Even if you're a terrible salesperson, if you talk to a thousand people a day, you're going to outperform the best salesperson that talks to five people a day. Yes. Any day a week. Yes. But what happens if all of a sudden you get really good at what you say and you talk to a lot of people, then it's lightning in a bottle, right? You know, Love it's like it. a, you know, an ax, a blunt ax. If you hit a tree enough times, you're going to chop it down. But sure. all of a sudden you sharpen the ax and still hit the tree a lot of times, man, it's going to be awesome. So I had this, uh, there was a girl on her team and she came to me and she's like, Chris, you used to meet with me all the time. You don't, you don't meet with me anymore. And, and, and I said, well, we kind of talked about this. I said, okay. what is, what are the rules for, for our team? How, what is, what does success look like? She's like, well, talk to a minimum of 20 people every day, but 30 would be better five days a week. Like, <laughs> right. That. That, that's what we talk about every single day. And I was like, how many people did you talk to yesterday? She said three. I was like, what about the day before two? And, uh, you know, and I'm like, so wait, so you want me to meet with you and you want more leads from us right now? I was like, but you're not willing to do the things that we, that you know are required for success, but you want me to invest in you when you're not willing to invest in yourself. Right. And then, then I said, what is, so activity and skill. I was like, what is the skill requirement for us? And she said, mm -hmm. um, you know, half an hour every day, minimum of education. And I said, okay. Um, how many podcasts or books or, or whatever, how much, how much training have you done? How much did you do yesterday? She's like, well, I listened to the morning huddle. I was like, is, does that count? Like, oh, it doesn't count. I was like, yeah, that's right. You know, cause we do our, our team morning training every, you know, uh, in the mornings. Love I was like, but, but you know, that doesn't count. Right. And she's like, I know it doesn't count. I was like, so, so again, I was like, how about open houses? Cause we also, you know, say a minimum of, uh, of four open houses a month and you could do yeah. Literally, you can do four one-hour open houses on a Sunday if you want, want sure. to. But four open houses a month. I said, how many open houses have you done in the last month? And she said, I haven't done any. And so I said, all right, <sighs> if you're not investing in yourself, I can't invest in you until you are willing to invest in yourself. Right. And so, so then she, she came back and said, all right, what do you want me to do? And I was like, I think you know what I want you to do. Right? <laughs> Where to discuss this, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what she says to me is, um, 
she's like, okay, uh, I'll do it. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Um, mm-hmm. Come back to me in two months after you do it. You do all these things. We start meeting together. You have as many leads as you want. And so two months later, she had seven, literally seven pending. She had wow. more pending than she had the whole last year. Seven Unreal. pending in like two months. And, and had a t- her pipeline was full. And that's the crazy thing is it's not rocket science in this business. You do the right thing, activity and skill, and you're going to win. And everybody Mm -hmm. wants the silver bullet. Actually, my wife and I were talking about this because she's a writer. We were talking about writing a a book at some point in time. And, uh, you know, the idea was there's no silver bullet. But the reality is if we wrote a book called There's No Silver Bullet, nobody would buy it because (laughs) everybody wants the silver bullet. (laughs) So we're we're like, maybe we write the book called The Silver Bullet of Real Estate. And then page one says, there's no silver bullet. Here's what you got to (laughs) do. Hard work. (laughs) Right. But you know, Chris, that story I think is beautiful and is going to echo to so many people out there watching or listening because I mean, you have to help yourself. I I think it's the, the, what is it? The movie, Jerry Maguire, help me help you. Uh, I I mean, it's, it's really that sort of mentality. It's, you know, you're the, the best of the best, as you said earlier, they're willing to give, they're willing to serve, they want to share their knowledge and help other people become great and greater. But they have to be able to drink that up, they have to be able to soak that up. And that entrepreneur, that top business professional, when they see that, it's very difficult to pour yourself into somebody who's just getting out of the way and and really not trying to drink that. And, And it's just, for me, it's sad, but it's a reality and situation. There's so many people or professionals that they feel they know it all, or they feel that they can take bits and pieces and, and want to assume the same results as that person without really walking in their shoes. And uh, I've had this conversation with so many professionals as well, where they look to pros like you, Chris, and what you do and your reputation and to the level that you do it at. But then when it really comes down to it, they say, gosh, I would love to be Chris. I want to be just like him. I want to be the next Chris. And then the conversation usually says, are, are you sure you really want that? Because they really don't understand what you do and how you do it and how hard you do it and how long it took for you to get to where you are to today. So that scares a lot of people. Um, and I think there's a lot of laziness. There's inconsistencies. But at the end of the day, as you said, you put massive amounts of consistent effort and work into something. You will outwork your competitor. You have wonderful people that are there to train you and educate you and guide you through that process. And you actually listen to them. Boy, watch out. It's lethal because there's a small percentage that are actually going to do that. Most people won't. Yeah. I love that. So, so I actually just kind of, you know, I do these morning minute, uh, you know, talks just on, on Facebook or whatever, just love it. live. And, uh, I, I just talked about this the other day. Uh, everybody wants the outcome, but nobody wants the process. Oh. Right. <laughs> yes. that's, that's just it. You know, I love, I think it was Nick Saban who says everybody, you know, everybody wants to be the beast, but nobody wants to do what the beast does. You know, mm-hmm. like that's, that so whole true. Thing is, like, you know, they're like, man, I can do what he does. Well, did you do it for 10 years? You know, and right. they want the overnight success story. You know, Justin Bieber, uh, everybody makes fun of me for loving. I, I love his documentary, Believer, okay? And I haven't I, seen like, it. I haven't seen it. It's, it's, it's so good. Sure, sure. Everybody makes so much fun of me for it. But here's the thing. Everybody, the reason I love it so much is because everybody refers to him as an overnight success story because mm. he, he got this YouTube video that went viral and overnight success story. But what you see with this documentary is that he literally was grinding it out as a little boy for years and years and years, 
working on his craft, being good, so that when the opportunity came, he was ready for it. But right. everybody sees it, like, like the overnight success stories are always 10-year overnight success stories. They're getting ready for it. Yeah. And then it happens. And you're so right. And it's that, uh, that adage, uh, there's no such thing as luck. It's preparation meets opportunity. And, and, and I think that that exact story and, and so many other uh, business professionals, actors, uh, athletes, politicians, I mean, anybody who's the greatest at their craft, they put in the time, they put in the work, it's practice, practice, practice. The battles are won before the, it even begins, right? The, the championship is won in their heads. I mean, it's through practice over and over and over again. So it, there's no different in the real estate. I mean, it, this is preparation and a true craft and taking yourself seriously and then really caring about others and it's just, it's, it's going to happen, but you just got to take the time. And most people aren't patient. They're just not patient enough. Um, I think that's a big issue with a lot of uh, top producers and professionals is we all want to be 10 steps ahead. We all want to be 10 years ahead, but you just got to enjoy the ride. You got to take the time and really just get better and better and, and help people along the way. And it goes by so fast. And, and, you know, you said you had six kids. We just had our first and she's I want to say we, you know, just, but yeah, it was, I think 19 months, 20 months now. And, uh, she, she's a light of our world and you know, it's, it's already changed so quickly. And I can imagine, cause I have so many buddies that are like, Greg, you just wait. I have two daughters and they're 17 and 21. And I remember just yesterday they were born and it goes by quick. So I just, there's so much to life and business and, and balance and, and spirituality and everything that we've been talking about through here. But it's just, gosh, I mean, get around people like Chris, just hang out with this guy, learn from this guy. Pick and choose, find your mentors in your areas and really just latch onto that if it's something you're passionate about. I mean, we could go on and on about this, Chris. And, and again, I wanna, just for the sake of the audience, I wanna keep pushing forward, but, um, yeah. but that was an amazing answer and thanks so much. It's not easy to air stuff out in front of everybody, but I do wanna go to a slightly softer side. Um, okay. And this is actually one of my favorite questions. It, it's the travel back in time portion. So we don't have a time machine. We can't actually do this, at least that I know of yet. But um, if you could travel back in time, Chris, at any time frame, at any age range of your life, and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, what would you say to your younger self? And I'll, I'll, I'll put this little caveat in there. It's not to, not to change who you are, because everything you went through, positive or negative, made you who you are to today. But really just something that you might say to yourself, if anything, it'd be personal, business related, it could be funny. Uh, would, would young Chris listen, listen to older Chris? I mean, what, what would you say? Man, well, I just, I just heard somebody actually talk about that now and making decisions now uh, on mm. a podcast I was listening to uh, last week. Okay. Where it says, whenever I'm making a decision, I think, what would, what would I ask myself or what would I counsel myself 10 years in the future to get there? And I was like, that's, that's cool. an interesting way to, to look at it. Yeah. Um, you know, going back, um, going back, I think... I would have said uh, to myself early on um, the power of uh, how powerful relationships are um, and, and everything. So I, I've, I've always choos chosen my friends well and I've chosen mentors, but it wasn't until probably a couple of years ago. And, and I think I've, I've had a massive, so I, you know, I look at my life as I've leveled up sure. and I said it was through these relationships and uh, in the last couple of years, I have seen the, I see the world so differently than I do now. You know, you kind of get behind the curtain of business. And uh, uh, what I would have done is uh, early on just said, Chris, go get with people 
that are are way ahead of you and just learn to think like they think. Hmm. Um, you know, you can do what they do, which is good. But then when you really get that lightning in a bottle is when you learn to think like they think. And so uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, you know, uh, where he was. So I was personally uh, making making calls to people that were ahead of me. And I was talking to a friend of mine. He said he would he would actually go out to where they were, go spend a day with them, um, you know, just kind of seeing what they're doing. And then the next day he would take them out to somewhere cool and just hang out with them hmm. and learn how to how they think and just be able to talk like they talk and understand how they think about the world and see the world. And even now I've got a couple friends that are just doing business at a higher level than I am. Sure. And they're pushing me to, to start looking at the business in a different way. Hmm. And so, yeah, I think, I mean, I'd be 10 times further along than I am today if I would have just really, really been so not, not accidentally finding these people early in my life, I've been right. intentional about finding those people play offense instead of kind of, you know, let it just happen to me. Yeah, no, I'm being the proactive nature instead of reactive. And I think that, so to, to rebut what you're saying, I mean, to accidentally or happenstance, I mean, you were doing the right things and it put you in front of the right people too, Chris, but I understand what you're saying. And, and why I like that question is we can't go back. We can't change anything that we've done, but we can change today. We can change the future. And anybody who's watching or listening, what you said is we should all be doing this. We should all be reaching out and reaching up. And, you know, when it comes down to it, guess what? If we're all doing that, that means somebody's going to reach out and reach out to you. So as much as you're reaching out to others, just make sure that when it happens to you that you want to try to reciprocate. But again, to the right people, the people that are ready to absorb the information and, and you have to just judge that time and we can only help so many. But I, I think that that's so true. And again, the best and brightest minds in the world, they all have that thought process. They learn from greater and, and better people in different aspects of their life to become the best version of themselves. And um, that's really the only way to do it. I, I mean, I, I think that that's brilliant and, and echoed through, you know, the Titan Nation, everybody, please listen to what Chris said, because that is so crucial. It's not even funny. Um, but when it comes down to this, this is actually the most uh, crowd pleasing portion besides the advisory portion, but this is the feeding of the mind. Now you had mentioned books, podcasts, things like that, but I always lead into it with the Titans is Chris, how are you feeding your mind on a regular basis? Uh, books you love that you've read or currently reading podcasts you're listening to um, coaches, mentors, conferences. How are you feeding your mind? Well, you know, part of it is my morning routine, you know, which is, this is, this is part of your mindset has to be your system. So, mm -hmm. Um, and if you don't have it, it's, it's like the gym. The reason I, part of the thing with, with my, with the gym was after I got out of college and wasn't playing sports anymore. Um, there were so many times where I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym, you know, in the morning. Okay. I'm going to go right before lunch. I'm going to go at lunch. I'm going to go after lunch. I'm going to go before dinner. I'm going to go after dinner. <laughs> after the kids go to bed, I'm going to go tomorrow. And, and, you know, because it wasn't regular on the schedule, you know, that's just, you know, I mean, I brush my teeth and I don't even think about it because it's on the schedule. Right. I wake up and, and do, do my routine because I don't, it's, it's my schedule. I don't think mm -hmm. about it anymore. And so, um, so yeah, so what I would say is, um, here's how I feed my mind. I wake up, um, this is my morning routine and this is, this is the process. Okay. I, wake up, I write down my goals because again, you, you asked about your why mm -hmm. you've got to touch your why you got to interact with your why every day to feed that energy to, to keep going because otherwise we just, you know, it's easy to put it aside and do what comes easy and, and natural. You know, if success was easy, everybody would do it well you know, said. to be uncommon. You know, you got to do the things that common people don't do. And right. so 
you feed your, you feed your why. Um, I'm a Christian guy. So I feed myself spiritually. I read my Bible and pray every morning. I, I've got a gym in my basement. I go downstairs, I work out in the gym and I, again, I like models. So I, mm-hmm. I, uh, put in, um, I, I do a bunch of the beach body type things where you just put in the DVD, oh, can't cool. play, do what they say, you know, don't even think about it. You know, yep. like, boom, this is what I'm doing today. And, uh, but also I like Jim Collins where he talks about the genius of the end. So mm-hmm. I, I always am turning on a book or a, uh, a podcast. So I've got my, my audible right here, oh, cool. listen, you know, on, uh, you know, three and a half times, you know, or, or let's see 1.75 speed. And I mm-hmm. uh, just finished reading the, the messy middle, uh, but which was a great book about, mm-hmm. you know, finishing, you know, kind of getting to the finish. Well, sure. uh, you know, podcasts, I love uh, Craig Rochelle's leadership podcast. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've got a great podcast here. People should be listening to. Oh, thank you, thank there you. There you Chris. go. You know, um, so um, yeah, I, I've got a, a number of podcasts actually on my website, chriscraddick.com. I have a reading list that I think every millionaire should. Anybody that wants to be a millionaire needs to read these books because it'll cool. help compress like the decades and the days. Um, learn from everybody else so you can hit that learning curve. Then I go upstairs. I jump in the shower. Um, you know, I, I, I do some, some stuff with my kids, you know, and, and then I jump in the shower mm-hmm. and I, I have a Bluetooth speaker I turn on. So again, I'm listening, I'm learning, I'm feeding my brain. And wow. uh, then I have a quick five minute meeting with my wife. It's kind of like our team huddle before mm-hmm. it gets started because we've got wow. six kids. It's like a business. So we have wow. our business meeting. Then I jump in the car and I, I own six other businesses. And so um, I either yes. have a conversation with one of my other business uh, partners or I turn on, you know, a podcast or a book. And I listen to it and then I get into the office for our morning huddle at nine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I, you know, I, I have my rocks that I need to move, you know, every day. So, you know, I get that done by, by noon. And that's, that's, that's how I, you know, make sure I've got a process of feeding myself every morning because your business will grow to the extent that you grow. So the second mm-hmm. you stop growing, people are going to graduate out of your world and you're going to lose talented people that could live with you if you have continued to grow and, and make them let their worlds grow alongside with your world. Unreal, Chris. And, and, and again, you, you painted that beautiful picture and that roadmap to success. And again, what I'd like to say to everybody is just pause this, rewind it, reflect on it and look at your life and look at your habits that you're doing on a daily basis. And, and really this is a beautiful model for so many people to look at and go into. Uh, Chris, the fact that you have that list on your site, which I'll put links in the comments down below so people can go straight to your site. They can go straight to that list. Um, and you can really feed your mind the same way that Chris is doing, but please just listen to these words because they're extremely wise. I, I mean, there's just a wealth of knowledge that's going inside here. And, and Chris is just, uh, again, a perfect example of what a true professional should be doing under any circumstances as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, running so many different businesses and, and, and a family and, and making an impact and not just being a slouch at it, really doing it at the highest levels. Uh, true inspiration, Chris. And again, I can't thank you enough for just sharing all the information and the, and the gold nuggets and, and the, the levels of mindset and thought process from a true pro. Um, I want to finish everything up with a final question. And this one ends up being a quote or mantra that sums you up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for you, Chris? Well, the goal is I look at it, uh, you know, and it comes straight from Gary Keller's mantra, you know, God, family, business, you know, it's wow. gotta, be, it's gotta be that. And, mm-hmm. and when it's not that, you know, that's when, when things get out of whack, that's when we, you know, act in ways we shouldn't act, do things we shouldn't do. But if, if we let that inform uh, who we are, you know, then everything, then, then we win, 
right? Mm -hmm. And you win. <laughs> I love that. And I, to me, it sums you up beautifully all the way through and through, Chris. And it's been an absolute pleasure just to really get to know you with the audience through here. And it's just been a, a wild ride. And again, everybody out there, um, I, I really hope you enjoy this one because I, I know I did. This is fantastic stuff. But Chris, you are an official real estate titan, my friend. I'd shake your hand if I was physically there, but I'll do it digitally anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> definitely next time I'm out in DC, I'll, I'll look you up. We'll definitely have to get together or whatnot. But um, yeah, so I just want to thank you again uh, for your time, Chris. It was an absolute honor. That's awesome. Thanks for having me here, man. This was, this was so fun. For sure. And everybody out there, as always, thank you so much for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, if you like what we're doing here with Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like, comment, share, um, all the rest of it on all the platforms that were on there. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor today, Lionbolt Media. Um, for more information, go to lionboltmedia.com. Uh, but yes, thank you every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. See you, Chris. See you, man. Thanks again.